This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Acclaimed artist Bev Butko changed tack at the age of 43 from being a chartered accountant to following her passion in art. Her decision has certainly paid off. Over the next decade, she would go on to win multiple awards and establish a truly international reputation. She recently exhibited her work at the Investec Cape Town Art Fair, and I'm delighted to have her in studio to tell me more. Bev, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Cherise. It's wonderful being here. Bev, for you, art is something that you have to do. It's connected to your identity as to who you are. When did you want to be an artist? At what age? When I was at school, in primary school, in fact, I knew that I could draw. I knew that I could make things. But then I stopped making art, literally, I think I was about 12. And I never did it again until I was 43. Um, and that was because the family line was that you had to go. I was bright and I was able to, to get educated after school. And I had to go and focus on my academics and be able to support a family and be able to look after you know, children. And that became a priority. Um, and it was only after I'd been, luckily enough, my husband and I had been successful enough with that that I was able to rethink my life when I had my fourth child. Four children in corporate finance didn't wow. make sense. Um, yeah, and I gave up working, and then I went for an art lesson, and then I went for another one, and it was like kind of a slow thing. And then it just became this, my brain was always thinking about making art. So, And for you, art is political. I think art is political because at the end, of, somebody once said, was it Matisse or Picasso, possibly Picasso, that every artwork is a self-portrait, which I think is really so wise. It reflects who we are as people in this time that we're living in and in the context that we're living in. So I'm not sure how you could ever um, remove the politics from art. And um, Bev, one of my guests, a young artist that's just starting out of his career, uh, had a similar experience in that his parents said art is not a nice profession for a Jewish boy, you know, and he did something else. And then he, but his desire to draw was greater. And I'm talking about Ari Hirsch, who was a guest and was mm. uh, had a solo exhibition recently at the Fringe, at the Deville Bailey. So I'm confusing all my artists here, all these Jewish mm-hmm. artists here. Um, and what he was saying is he was self-taught. For you, it was a decision to go to university and get a fine arts degree. Um, not really. I've gone to university to do my master's in fine art, which is very different to okay. a fine art degree. Um, at a fine art degree, well, there, there's two kinds. Like if it's you'd get like a much more um, conceptual kind of thinking through art kind of degree. So it's more like a history of art. It's not history of art. It's contextualization of art. It's like okay. thinking through the issues, the, the exact pol- political discussion that we're having, thinking through the issues that art arises or and that art surfaces and therefore how you make sense of those in your making practice. If you went to UJ to do a fine art degree, it's much more technical and making kind of education. I've gone back to university to do a master's, and that is very much to look at my my making practice, my own positionality and kind of the context within I'm making art and theoretical and academic research and see how I make wow. sense of what I'm doing with, with all those kind of like bits of input. So for you, it's both theoretical, but it, it, you're not I, – I'm just reading a review of your work where you were tore up one of your paintings and moved towards textile. So for you, your work sounds very spontaneous. 
Sure, you can hear my long pause. <laughs> I'm trying to wonder if I if I know how to be spontaneous. It's been such a journey to try and unravel so many years of being an accountant and learning structure and learning how to be organised, managing four children with working. That I think part of my journey is um, learning to unravel and learning to be spontaneous and learning to find that creativity that comes um, th- that's innately in me. And the way I've tried to do that is to invest in process as opposed to end result. So I've tried to um, spend a lot of time. I'm pausing now. Just sorry. Okay. To make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm spending a lot of time in my studio allowing things to happen as they happen in the studio to spill the paint, to see what happens with that spill, to see how the spill of the paint can be interpreted into another kind of mark which has an impact on something else, etc. And then it becomes this kind of meandering journey. It, it's an exploration, having some fun, experimentation, just like let the journey lead itself as opposed to thinking about making an an artwork because the minute I think about making an artwork then I get oh, this performance anxiety and it's going to be framed and somebody's going to be looking at it and judging it and critiquing it and having to buy it or not buy it and is it good enough you know all those kind of questions come in so I've tried to avoid that um, kind of the anxiety of the end result by focusing on process so the spontaneity does come from me being in the safety and the security of my studio and allowing the process just to develop and to see as I'm making thoughts about you know control structures come into into my mind and then how do those constru- control structures get reflected in my work and how do I break them because w- what I like doing is breaking structures um, so that's the kind of thinking that I've applied to my work you having said that kind of anxiety performance and is it good enough and all the rest but in the last 10 years you've established yourself on the art market as a you know a successful acclaimed artist you've recently exhibited at the Investec Cape Art Fair which is really quite quite an achievement and was it a very quick process for you to to get involved in this world Sure, I want to kind of unravel all of that. I don't see myself as acclaimed in any kind of a way. I think I'm starting really at the start of a journey, and I, I know that I've got 40 years of making art to go. And Do you I'm feel you've lost time? No, so, not at all. No. Not at all. The time that I'm using is fabulous and productive and generative, and you know, it's like a new lease on life, which is just the most amazing, wonderful gift a person can have. But I do feel like that I'm at the start of a journey and I don't know where I'll, where my work will be, where I'll be as a person in 40 years time. And I think like there's the excitement of being able to look back one day and say, well, did you actually have talent or did you just work so incredibly hard that you made something of it? So now you were asking a question about my career. My focus is very much on, I develop relationships and I work incredibly hard. My work ethic is, um, the one that comes from having grandparents who are immigrants who had nothing. We all understand kind of the the root of that and the base of that. And then this desire to be successful, which I think also comes from living through that those generational type of issues. And I put that all together and then I I work. And if things come out of that that's positive in terms of my career, I'm very blessed. Okay, we have to take a break, but after the break we're going to look at the art scene in South Africa at the moment. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Joburg-based artist Bev Butko. Uh, although she's 
based in Joburg. She's exhibiting around the world. She's just come back from the Cape Town Art Fair, and you're off to Dakar. Yes, I was absolutely honored to be selected to have my work included at the Dakar Biennale. What does it feel like to be part of this international art world? It's actually incredible. There's so much respect for the creativity in South Africa, and I think a real, real interest in what we're doing in South Africa, in Southern Africa, in Africa as a whole. And then also, to some extent, I guess, a lack of knowledge, a little bit of exoticization. You know, the questions arise, am I an artist? Am I a female artist? Am I an African artist? Or am I just an artist? You know, all those kind of identity markers that get put on you. Um, but I think the, I think it's an interesting place and it's a challenging place. It's hard to be an artist. Um, so many of the young artists who are starting out find it very difficult financially. There's no support. Um, galleries are very hard to come by. It's it's a it's a difficult difficult career. It is a difficult career. But do you get a sense that suddenly South African art is blooming? In different directions, lots at the same time. I think South African art has always bloomed, but the world is now catching up to okay. the fact that we're doing this amazing art. At my studio in the last three days at the Bag Factory, we've had curators literally from Finland, Norway, um, Germany. It's unbelievable the number of people who are here on the back of Cape Town Art Fair and coming to see what's going on. There's like a real creative hub. Um, but the focus always has to be on making great quality work. And then I think it would have to be my last question to you, unfortunately. Bev, um, you started off the interview by saying there were societal um, expectations of you as a young Jewish woman. And I just wonder now that you're in your older years, how do you manage all the different claims and identities that make who you are? Bearing in mind you have four kids. Mm. It's very complex. You just have to do a lot of time management, organization. But having said that, um, to feel that you're living your life's purpose, to feel inspired every single day means that you wake up with a spring in your step and you feel young. And it's, I think it ins- it's inspiring for my children. I think they see me working so hard and it's been um, a great motivator for them to put the same kind of energy and effort into their work. And I try not to, you know, there's some things that I've let slip, like there are times when I can't cook Shabbos up and we'll order kosher nandos, and, but we still have Shabbos, you know, like, so you make it work and sometimes you compromise your standards, but it works. And I don't know, I think my family have respect for me and I think they admire what I'm doing and they can see I'm happy and, and I spend a lot of quality time with them and, you know, you make it work. I think women do that. Women make it work. Well, on that note, uh, women make it note, I'd like to say thank you so much for coming in and sharing and good luck and let us know how you go. We'll certainly look out for you now that we know the name.